bears shooting shooting my computer <laughs> trying not to lose my mind we were Have gamers some. episode 256 jj hello michael hey everybody i'd like to inform you that i did not send you half the angry thoughts i had this past week when trying to set up a soundboard frustrations Great. aplenty it just seems like things should be easier jj mm-hmm. you do software why haven't you fixed why haven't you fixed this yet well i don't do this software that's for <laughs> sure um but also you know andrew you have a pretty unique use case uh from a lot of other people yeah people that are doing streaming in a lot of cases have dedicated setups that do just that and then they once they get it set up they never touch it again <laughs> you are plugging things in unplugging things and and doing stuff like that all the time which yeah. i'm sure is a hundred percent going to cause problems <laughs> <laughs> because they I... plug it in and never touch it again for this reason <laughs> yeah yeah I just wanted the benefits of being able to push a button and have you guys hear stuff, you know, like Welcome to the Rock. I mean I heard that. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's the best part. It's just like if it works, it comes through. It's all good. It's all gravy. Uh but man, you have to install a lot of stuff, create fake inputs, fake outputs, make sure the entire computer is working together through multiple programs and at a system level. And it's just like, I, so it, you know, I think your other option is like getting like a professional grade microphone and mix amp thing, like a go XLR or whatever. I think literally yeah. go XLR is the company that has said, you know, we could probably charge an arm and a leg for this because uh, I literally have a focus, right? Amp that plugs into the computer and a stream deck that plugs into the computer, and a this that plugs into the computer, and, and like all of that runs through a Go XLR instead, and does right. all it, the mixing for you instead of having to then download voice meter and create all these crazy amounts of inputs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Go XLR also then shows up in Windows as like five different inputs when you plug it in, which sure. is it doesn't resolve you of the fact that you have to deal with a bunch of inputs, but it at least you know, you plug one thing in and it shows up as 10 things, which saves you some some issues, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, the answer is this stuff is just complicated. Windows isn't built to work like this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, you know, it's unfortunately more complicated than really it should be because I agree with you. Like, it seems like enough people are using this stuff that, like, you know, in the, the prosumer kind of tier. I think of, you're right. Yeah. Stuff that it, mm-hmm. it should just be easier and should just work better. Absolutely. I would definitely count most streamers as prosumers, right? Like they're not making enough to pay for the equipment that they're buying to do this sort of thing, which is one of the reasons I tried to do this as on the cheap as possible, right? Like we haven't. Yeah, absolutely. Other than my PC, which I don't count because none of us, we would all be playing games even without this podcast, right? Like we have not invested a significant amount of money into podcast equipment compared to the people that are monetizing their online lives and streaming all the time and doing all that sort of stuff. Uh, we're on the good, but, but budget end of things, I think. Right. You know, uh, yeah. what, yep. suggesting things like DaVinci resolve for people to use, which is free 
or using things like uh, GIMP, which is free, you know, like you should donate to those things, I guess, if you can, but you know, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't currently, if you'd like or, to sponsor this podcast <laughs> so we can buy some, a Go XLR. In some of those cases, like I know, um, GIMP and, and other ones, if you don't want to, to donate to them, they accept help. Like they are, they're free software. There are people developing it on their free time. Yeah. And if you want to work on stuff for them, because you happen to have those kinds of skills, uh, they would happily accept your help. So that's another way to give back. Nice. Thank you for throwing that idea out there as well. But uh, you know what this stream deck is plugged into, JJ? No. What? Michael and I had an epiphany. We uh, we stayed on after the last podcast, much too late. Just after discussing what the limitations of PCIe were, which we, we were, were gamers' way. Oh yeah. Uh, so last episode we talked about PCIe and how I had run out of USB ports. Uh, and you had mentioned that your PCIe connected USB hub was a little bit unstable. So we, we, we also went through the math again, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's about two and a half gigabits f- for a PCIe one port. Mm. Uh, if you're on gen three faster, if you're on gen four but barely faster not that not that much faster uh so you can get throughput of almost usb3 on one device but i did look through it and they are shared so it's like if you're running three usbs you got to cut that by a third unlike dedicated right dedicated usb ports um so michael and i were hashing around some ideas i can't remember who it was i think it was michael who said what are these things that say USB on them? Oh, looking at the picture of the motherboard. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to... I wish we didn't live in a... Uh, this is an off-tangential thing. I wish we didn't live in a bird sanctuary. Because... <laughs> uh, do you know what a mockingbird is? It's a bird yeah. that, that makes noises. They make noises all night long. They make noises at night because they try to find mates at night. And one has taken up residence in the tree outside of our house. You know, um, I know you, you say you live in a bird sanctuary, and it's very important for the birds to live. Uh, but what if you didn't kill the bird, but instead, like, <laughs> threw things at it? <laughs> or, you know, just put up an owl statue. Can I borrow your cat's? Michael, I mean, if if they were outdoor cats, or like you know, had a, I just it's so annoying gun, a rubber band gun and shot those at the bird. Not near, yeah, well, not, near the bird, right? Not. At I mean, the bird. look, if you fired it at the bird, you're not going to hit the bird with a rubber band. Like by the time yeah. it gets to that tree, it's just going to shake the tree leaves. I have a bad like, feeling this guy's already made a nest, so I would just be making a not a friend. But anyway, he goes. I all, mean, you could all hit night. that nest. One, two, three in the morning, all night. Ugh. Somebody get, a, get this get guy a broom Tinder. And hit that nest, man. Get is there like Tinder for birds? Can we can we please just get this over with? Like, okay, that was way off topic. I'm sorry. Okay, back go, to the go USB grab thing. that nest and move it to your neighbor's tree. <laughs> there you go. This is suburban <laughs> warfare now. If I had a neighbor I disliked, I would. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Anyway, 
USB. Yeah. So we're looking at the motherboard, and he says, "What are these things that say USB on them?" Uh, I thought USB ports. Well, so I thought between the front and the back, we had used up all the USB that this board had, but apparently, hiding underneath the graphics card are two USB two hubs. Um, that you, they're old style pin hubs. I don't, I don't know the identifier of that type of pin, but they're nine pin hubs, which makes little sense because you get two USBs out of each one. So which is there like a power is one and then the other four are for data for each one. I'm confused as to why it's nine. One of them, one of them must be power that's split. It must be right. Who can, who the hell counts pins on a USB thing? What is what does the connector look like? It's literally pins, like a like a pinned connector on the motherboard. Four, nine straight metal pins sticking out of the board that say USB. Oh, under them. you never connected anything to them, right? So I have USB ports You're, to the oh, front of my okay. computer. So my the front of my computer is connected to USB ports. Right, it has. Yeah a USB three hub that is plugged into the back of my mother com- computer has tons of USB ports through the motherboard, but there were these other USB hubs that got hidden when we put the motherboard, when we put the video card in. And I guess I had assumed that we were out of uh, motherboard space. And that's why I was just, asking about PCIe. Yeah. You were just out of holes on your case to run ports to, I guess. Yeah. So now <laughs> I have um, an expansion card slot taken up with this tiny, one card it's not even a card it's just usbs and wires that run to these nine pin ports so i got four usb twos okay okay the term for that is a header that's Uh why i was getting confused sorry header yeah Uh yeah and so Uh the motherboard has these headers for them and you just plug stuff into them and then all of a sudden they work fine right because there's already the wires and stuff to the chips and everything you just needed to plug something right and i imagine they're just they're just as stable as everything else on the board i mean they're not going to be be, unstable like a pcie connection or whatever yeah, I mean it's uh, it's still it's still USB two instead of three, but like you know you don't care you don't care right. But the Stream Deck doesn't care, right? Yeah, it doesn't need like my know, my keyboard speed. doesn't care my yeah my mouse doesn't care. Yeah, it's like you, oh you need a higher polling rate on your mouse? No. <laughs> yes, my mouse even needs if you, even if you did USB two is still fine. <laughs> my mouse needs USB three point one power because it has anti gravity units in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've uh, we've managed to secure. Well, I've already used one of them, so three additional USB twos. But thank you for the suggestions. I got a few suggestions about PCIe brands uh, that were maybe more stable uh, than off brands. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. That, I don't know that if is I'm a th- sh- that is a thing. That is a thing, though. So, like when I was looking them up, that is a thing. Like you want the one with the chipset made by this company and not yes. this other. Yes, company. Yeah, that's that kind of exactly thing. what happened. They sent me a chipset. This like, uh, don't get this one. It's garbage. Yep. Yep. A friend of mine who listens to the pod who works with chips sent me a chipset, and he's like, "Whatever you do, do your research. Make sure it's this USB chipset." I was like, "Oh, dang!" So yep. shout out to that that text message. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So that was, uh, part two of the USB slash PCIe follow-up component class. There you go. 
And now we have a soundboard where I can say things like, Welcome to the Rock. There you go. Done. I do like the Rock, and being welcome to it makes me feel at home. I miss, Sean, I miss Sean Connery. That's all I have to say. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, the most I've used this soundboard, by the way, is actually for uh, for Warzone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can when you when you die in that game, uh, people can hear your microphone, and so I just play funny sounds through the soundboard for them, so they think they're listening to uh, Will Ferrell or somebody else. You know, you need to come up with an aesthetic for your team. We did this back when I used to play Dota a lot. Oh yeah. We, cause we got, eventually we got to the point where there were enough of us playing most nights that we could get a team of four or five together. And when the game started at this time, I don't know if this is still the case, but at that time it would line all the people up in a, in a row, like the top five people and then the next five people, you know, it's like versus kind of a thing. And you would just see their name and then their little player icon next to them, right? Top five okay. and versus okay. bottom five. Sure. Sure. And the order the people were in was determined by the order in the party. Oh, that you were. did you have a names for your team? Oh, oh we we did this. <laughs> oh no! And we t- we started coordinating our user icons and our our screen names because you could change. St- it just uses your Steam screen names. So you could change it to whatever you want. Sure, sure. Yeah. And eventually, we started changing the name to "Welcome to the Base Jam," <laughs> and. We had five <laughs> parts of the like half of Michael Jordan's face from the Space Jam poster. <laughs> so it's like the you know the top one is the, the his forehead, and the next one is like the eye, and then the next one is his nose, and then the mouth, and then the the chin. And so you just see like half of Michael Jordan's face. Nice. And then actually, because in that mad. game also, it's amazing. And it is, and, and it it doesn't. You know, we were terrible at the game, so it didn't really like <laughs> produce any you know effect other than to get some people to laugh. Because definitely, you got some people who were like, "This is amazing! <laughs> like, good job!" Like, um, and then other times, you know, no one says anything; they just continue to murder you because um, that's that game. Yep. But it was I, a fun time. So you, you, your team could do the same thing. You all need to pick a thing, it, you know, get a a funny thing and then just line it all up. And, and so that you guys' names are all together and you have funny quotes from the same thing. And the only, the only good. benefit to that would be if we were all murdered by the same person who would then see our names in a row on his kill feed. Other than that, you don't really get to see other people's names, uh, except for like, if they win the game, which we did, by the way, we got our first win this past week, which was, I know it's just a shooter. Uh, and I'm just shooting things and people are way better at it than us. And it's really not the most, it's mind, it's mind, not mindless. You have to actually think quite a bit. Um, oh, hold on. We've got a. Oh, it's, it's just one after another. It's just keeps going. It's like a huge string of them. There's a helicopter now. Our wow. rich person's house must've got hit. That's why the police are out there. <sighs> Lordy. I re- I got to get some thicker windows, bud. I, uh, I put it on the list. It's happening. Double pane windows are one of the best things you can ever get for your house. It's amazing. Um, it's it's happening. There's no chance it's not happening this year. We just we're budgeting it out. You know what I mean? Okay. Speaking, sorry. Uh, hold on. No, we're talking about houses now. Oh, sorry. Okay. Whatever the All other right, topic no. is, it's out. It's gone. I, we're not doing I, it anymore. We're talking about this. All right. So we're gonna redo our backyard this year. Hey, good for you. We decided to spend too much money, so we're doing it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. 
we had the we got some people out and gave us quotes, did all that stuff. Oh, you're you're going whole whole hog here. We're doing a thing, man. People are tearing up concrete. People are ripping off the pergola. Oh, snaps. Yeah, we're gonna have them pour new concrete, build a different pergola, make the back of the house look nice. We're gonna redo the front stucco because it looks like garbage and make mm-hmm. it less garbage. Sure. Um, and then maybe sometime we'll redo the front driveway and the the concrete up there, but we're not there yet. Okay. So anyway, uh, we got all the quotes done. The person is we selected who we wanted to go with. We said, "All right, we're ready to go." You let us know what the next step is. He's like, all right, I'll let you know. Radio silence for two weeks. Oh, man. Wonderful. So I email this person back and be like, hey, what the heck? Uh, What's going on? And he's like, can we come Wednesday? No, (laughs) please. (laughs) And I'm like, come on. Are you doing this to me now? Um, That's not enough time. Uh, So, you know, we went back and forth. We found like a real time. Uh, for them to show up but it does mean we need to like you know it is soon enough that we need to like get our act into gear and like move stuff we have sitting around on that area and like yep. you know start getting it start getting it cleaned off so we started we that too process. have recently experienced this need to move things <laughs> yeah you know it's like we're not redoing every square inch of the backyard so we have space you could move things from one side to the other side and it can stay there while the one side gets torn up and everything sure so we're doing that um but like, you know, I had to make him aware of some things about the location that my house happens to be in. There are cars on my street every day. And in fact, oh. almost all the parking spaces in and around my house every day are taken. Yeah, because work from home work and from street home. parking and and not just work from home, like before work from home, it was like this. <laughs> like oh, there boy. just are cars up and down my street. There's not a lot of places to park. Okay. So I let the the this contractor know hey if you and your team need places to park they probably won't be able to be directly in front of our house now unless you're able to snag the spots the night before or something i don't know that i am inclined to wake up at oh dark a.m or whatever sometime (laughs) however to figure out when exactly it is the one time a day that these people leave their spots or whatever because they seem Uh to be there all the time as far as i can tell right Uh uh-huh um but also, like, we park our cars in our garage. So right. if a gigantic dumpster that was needed for hauling things away appeared in the middle of our driveway one day, would, for instance, you would be in trouble. That is a big that is a big problem because we couldn't be able to leave to go to work mm-hmm. and then not be able to then pay the people who are doing this work for us. Sure. It's like, hey, you need to give us advance notice if that's going to happen, because otherwise, you know, this is a big issue. Oh, boy. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that goes over. But I had to remind him of that today. Just like, hey, just letting you know, this is how it is around here. This place is busy and there's a school not far from us. So if you arrive at 7 a.m., let's say, a lot of the parking in this area is taken up by people dropping their kids off at school. I have a question. And that'll be that'll be gone by eight. But like, you know, that doesn't help them if they arrive at seven. Right. Question. Mm. Do you have street sweeping? Uh. Yes, but very infrequently. Oh, interesting. Okay. Ours is regular and ticketed. Yeah, I've never seen a person ever get a ticket from our street sweepers ever once. But because it's regular and ticketed, I have used this to my advantage because they will not ticket work trucks. Mm. Because you can't, right? Like, there's no way that that a 
20 foot pickup truck with a 15 foot trailer can park all in my driveway for one. You know what I mean? They can't. Yeah. 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 And so I have in the past on street sweeping days had dumpsters and other things delivered because I knew there would not be cars on the street. Mm-hmm. I'm, but if you, if you don't have it regular, then it's hard to, I believe in their ingenuity and a way to figure this out. It's just sure. a question of like, they can't just show up day one with a dumpster and not tell us. Yeah. You know, they need to let us know a day or two in advance so we can move our cars out of our garage <laughs> so that we aren't trapped. Yeah. yeah. It's like that kind of stuff. So it's You're not gonna, a big It's going to feel so cool, man, once you get a new backyard set up. Oh, man. Yeah. Just, you know, we're going to do a built-in barbecue and a whole bunch of stuff. So it should be really nice uh, oh, wow. once it all gets done. So it's just a question of, like, you know, what we can – the bridge between here and there, you know. Okay. When's the start date on all this work? Soon. Nice. Not Wednesday. Not Wednesday. <laughs> uh, well, maybe Wednesday. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm not clear. Is he coming out to, like, settle the things that we didn't finish talking about when he gave us the quote on Wednesday? Sure. Or are they coming out with <laughs> sledgehammers and a jackhammer, as, right? Like, as, I don't know. As things, as things go with contractors, uh, what are you doing this day? I have found that almost – not almost – all but many general contractors even are kind of useless at telling me what is happening what day and when so i've gotten rid of most general contracting and just do it myself because then i can call the people directly and be like so uh landscaper friend you're coming this day exactly what are we doing yeah and i don't and to be fair i don't like it doesn't matter right i just want the whole thing done and so it's sure it isn't important to me what order they go in but like i understand the order of operations has to be demo first before you can build the new thing so i'm assuming they would want to do the demo first right which is why i made the point about you can't just show up with a giant bin in front of my house at 7 a.m no yeah yeah cool man so we'll see i don't know okay well i uh i think we can get back on track pretty easily here i was shooting stuff in warzone great we won a warzone game it was very exciting shout out to alex and ken we probably will be a long time before I get to say we won again because we mostly just play for fun. Hey, savor it. Savor the flip. Man, you know, it does feel good. You know what's good? It's that same feeling, but much, much smaller of like, we're getting, you You know what? You committed to getting your yard done. It's going to feel awesome. And mm-hmm. for like three minutes, you feel really cool about winning a Warzone game when you're like, I beat 150 people at this thing. That's cool. That does sound uh, cool. Uh... I'm not the only one shooting stuff. Michael, I heard the word robotic bears. You heard right. Uh, uh, is this related to Horizon? It might be. Yes. Um, okay. So- I got an email for you about Horizon. I'm oh, just going to okay. throw it into this right now. Let's hear it. Uh, the expansion. This is from Alex. Not the same Alex I play Warzone with, to be clear. Uh, expansion material, be warned, it is much harder than the main game's content, but stick it out, it is worth the ending. Yes, yes, it is definitely much harder. (laughs) Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that I played through the main game and, and beat everything before jumping into the DLC, because even over the end game content, this is a step up in difficulty. Yeah. This would seem to be um, what the email implied, so that's what I was I was asking about because I was curious. 
Yeah. So one of the one of the immediate things for me is you gain uh, in the main game, you gain a, an arrow that lets you corrupt the machines and they will attack anything that's in their range, including other machines. So you can you can awesome. stumble onto a herd of machines and from cover hit them with corruption arrows and watch them tear themselves apart without you having to do anything. I Whoa. love powers like that in video games, too. Dude, Every time it lets you charm enemies and do stuff like just, this, it's the best. Just creating a version of AI which responds to environmental imp- input other than like, oh, I heard a sound, that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, you know, corruption arrows or like shooting something that falls on people or this type of thing is just really cool. And I'm glad that they added that into the game for you to experience. That's cool. Yeah, and then with the with part of the the storyline, the new enemies in the DLC are basically immune to corruption. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Why? Yep. Why you was, do this? Um there are still some regular enemies scattered throughout so you can still corrupt them and have them attack the new enemies, but in general the new ones are so much stronger that the the regular ones just get wrecked. Okay. Shaking so my part head of, here. Yeah, part of playing through the DLC has been coming up with new and different combat strategies. Oh, boy. Uh, it's worked out pretty well. Do they give you but... more options? Like, hey, here's a new thing? Or you just have to kind of like... Uh, there, are, there are three new weapons that you get as part of the DLC. Uh, and you also get the ability to upgrade your spear. But do they lock you into those things? No, no. You still, you still are just as flexible in terms of your your weapon choices. Uh, you just lose that that one uh, strategy out of your arsenal, basically. Okay. Well, all right. I feel less bad then. Yeah, I just I would be sad if you told me, oh yeah, once you use the new weapons, it's like no. Well, you spent the whole game learning these things. They shouldn't be required. Yeah, they're all like they're all still viable. the The new weapons uh, do some some neat niche things, um, but they don't. They're not a straight up replacement for the older stuff. There are you know there are weapon upgrades that are the next step up from what you got used to using, but that's about it. Okay, so give us a rundown now that you've fought some bears. What's your... Uh... Uh, yeah, so the... I don't know if I mentioned this before, but all of the all of the machines are modeled off of different kinds of animals. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You mentioned right. this before. Um, and so one of the new ones is um, based off of, I, I assume because it's in the snow, Kodiak bears. Mwah. That's a big uh, bear. Yeah, and it's it's this giant, uh, uh, basically a giant ice mech um, that is trying to maul you if you get anywhere close to it. And I found out today that it has an animation where it can um, literally grab you and put you through a, a real short scripted animation where it tries to snap you in half. <laughs> oh no. I'd like to I'd like to say it has an animation I've discovered today of mauling me to death. It's a pretty good like it's not like oh it's a funny thing that I saw from afar. It's like no, no, I got murdered yeah. and this is the way. If you're actually come to think of it, it uh it takes off more than half of your health. 
uh, or it took off more than half of my health. So if I had tried to play this at a lower level and that happened to me, it would have just been a wipe. Oh, wow. Okay. uh, Concerning. (laughs) Yikes. Um, But it's good. I think the, the, to answer something you asked me about the story of the DLC um, has, has engaged me in the same way that the main storyline did. So that's, that's what this email implied. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I have stuck it out. Um, I'm maybe a little more than halfway through it and it's been really good. So I'm looking forward to wiping, uh, to wrapping it up. Nice. I want to interject here before we move on. I believe this game horizon zero dawn, the complete edition, which includes the DLC still is free right now on PlayStation. By the time you hear this, go get this game for free on PlayStation four. Go do it. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's it's literally free. Just get it, take, it costs nothing. You just you just go click the button and it gives it to you forever for free. Hey, so since you brought up the PlayStation Store, um, now they're not. Somebody explain this. Now they're not doing some of the shutdowns. So I think we talked about it on this podcast before, right? That they're shutting down the PSP, PS Vita, and PS3 stores. That was the original announcement, yes. And I guess today, Sony came out and said, all right, we're backtracking, sorry. (laughs) We're actually not going to shut down the PS3 and PS Vita stores. That PSP one's still dead, though. We're going to be. We're still going to murderize that one. Yeah, apparently. Okay. So, I don't really know what the... They didn't. I didn't read the entire press release or whatever about it. I just saw people saying this is a good idea that they did this. <laughs> um, and then well, I also saw other people that are like video game preservationists saying, "Hey, if you didn't think that uh, it was important to preserve digital video games, this is why. <laughs> because eventually, <laughs> you will never be able to purchase these games, and they will be gone forever." Yep. You know. I- not all of them will be because a lot of them that they made money on, they will remake I'm, or they'll remake, remake and remake again. Like the last of us apparently is getting another remake. I think you vastly overestimate when you say a lot, I think there will be a very few that that will happen for. And the vast majority of them will just be gone forever. You're probably right. right. Yeah. No, you're like probably the biggest right. games like the last of us and, you know, God of war, these kind of games that are so big and popular Absolutely, they're oh, going to yeah. put those out again. But like, you know, $15 downloadable games that only came out on PS3 in 2008? Yeah. Probably Can not. Can I right. say an unpopular opinion? A lot of those games are ephemeral artwork that maybe they just don't exist anymore. Sure. You know what I mean? But, you know, if you bought it before, you still own it. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like overly worrisome. I I am a proponent of, I mean, we, we've been very clear. I'm a proponent of buying things physically if you can, right? Yeah. One of those reasons is it gives you the leeway to say, I didn't like this and you can get rid of it. Uh, but another one is they can't take it away from you. But given where we're headed, and that probably wasn't true in the PS3 era as much as it is in the PS5 era, of some games get to the point of like a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, really less than a bucket of popcorn sometimes, right? 
I'm I'm less inclined to at least say your money wasn't, you know, well spent already, even if you lost access to that thing. We pay X dollars a month for Netflix. You lose access to stuff on there all the time. So I think it's a little overblown, the shutting down the PS3 store. But I get why people would want that stuff accessible forever. Yeah, I get so it. I, I think the the concern, right, is that uh, in a way that games like from the NES, SNES, and even back to like the PlayStation and the N64 and these sorts of consoles have enjoyed a renaissance in more recent days, right? Games that used to be popular on these old systems in the 80s and the 90s and you know, even more recently now in the 2000s. Those games have enjoyed renaissances again because they're still accessible. You can still play them, right? Like you, you can show them to your children because you have the carts available and you can plug them in and, and show someone, hey, here's what Mario was like in 2001 or whatever. Yeah. Did we, you reminded me of this, JJ, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tangent you. Did we ever talk about the article about that dad um, who wrote about how he was going to basically gate his child's video game playing so that he could progress through the systems in release order to have a better, he, he felt like it would give his son a better appreciation for the state of modern gaming if he started playing on like an NES and then graduated to an SNES as he got older and then to an Xbox. We totally talked about this. I just don't okay. remember if we talked, we, you and I and Andrew talked about it. I just don't remember if we did it on the podcast or not. Okay, yeah. It's a genius idea. Is it a genius idea or is it child <laughs> abuse? <laughs> I think it depends on what age they are, right? Like if you try and do this to your fourteen-year-old, that I don't know if that's okay. But we talked. I know five. Like, I um. I know we talked about it, but I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast because I think I told you guys the story of when I tried to make uh, Katie's little sister play Mario One, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. literally like this she is what I, this is about. What I mean, like, uh, yeah. she didn't make it through the first level of the game, you know, before she was just done. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I see. So this is one argument. Is oh, it's great. I I love having my NES and SNES cart drawer. Right, it's there. I'm investing in an NT Mini. I obviously think that things should be preserved, but at the same time, you could just sign up for that Nintendo Switch Online service, and you've got all the a lot of those games that I have in that drawer right there. Anyway, accessible to me. And I don't know personally whether my life will be affected by the fact that I won't be able to re- re-download uh, Flower or, jeez, um, uh, I don't even know, like, so like Lego it, so Batman. So like Flower's a bad one. choice because Flower did come to other systems, <laughs> but like See? Echo See, Chrome what I mean. did not, for instance. And there's a number of other... Uh, you know, indie but, titles that never but did. a lot of things that were moderately successful journey that's going to come probably as well right i think that's already, already, already came been, out on ps5 right. yeah so you know Gosh, we deal with, i don't know we deal with this a lot i think in a different realm and i don't think it is as impactful because the stores don't open and close but if you think about mobile gaming this happens with phone generations oh gosh and, yep. and if it happens with phone apps like yep. i can't even I was gonna imagine say, there are 
there are games from a long time ago in Android that just don't run anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too many Google versions ago and they never got updated. I, I literally have, I know, spent over $50 on games that I, I just have no access to anymore because they will not run. I can't even download them anymore because they, the versions are too old, right? They won't, mm-hmm. Apple Store won't let you. And I mean, the Apple Store probably shouldn't let you because they shouldn't let you download stuff that doesn't work, right? Um, yeah, and old stuff can be a security hazard too. Could be. I don't know if that I would make that argument considering the garden theory that they use for some of these phones. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like it's incumbent on the store not to sell you something that is broken. And that applies to everything in life, right? Like if you go buy a TV at Best Buy, Best Buy is a bad example because I hate that store, but <laughs> they shouldn't sell you a broken TV. Now be careful because Best Buy will sell you a TV that has less features and they charge you the same amount of money for as the one that has all the features. But uh, in general, if you bought something broken, they can't sell it to you, right? You, and so sometimes I think people forget that stores and companies have to act like stores and companies. I get it. I get the preservation I'm not, argument. I mean, I think the the arguments that I saw from most of these preservationist people was like, hey, this is the time for you to go jailbreak your PS3s. Like, sure. If you, if you want care. to play these games... It is okay. time for you to upload your custom firmwares and get the SD card reader going and, you know, I mean, pl- it, play those games that way. Because Sony is not is eventually just going to turn the store off. It, it just frankly, not, it's not today, right? It might be two years from now, but they will. I, I'll get flack for saying this. I'm absolutely certain from someone somewhere in the future, 10 years from now. But frankly, the argument for this is to not worry about piracy as much as they worry about piracy. Hundred percent, right? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. I think the answer here is like, look, if if the store was making so little money for this company that they were willing to just get rid of it entirely, right? If that was their position uh, from yep. a spreadsheet standpoint or whatever, people pirating the games weren't going to make them any difference, right? Who yeah. cares? <laughs> how many people are pirating these games at this point? Or how many people are playing them on emulators on PC, right? Right. Which is also a thing you can do. Right, which is the reason that, like, I won't, I wouldn't be, if someone was like, oh, yeah, I have all those SNES games on my uh, other, what did we call it the other time, the other day? Other firmware? <laughs> uh, I have all oh, those yeah, NES games. That's what games you called it for yeah. your, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> other firmware. Alternative yeah. firmware. Uh, I have all those games on my alternative firmware. Well, fine. You know, like Nintendo is not selling Mario one. Sure. They have it on their online store, but the on the not store um, as a the VIP thing, same. right? Service. But that's an incentive. It's not like the reason they're making money off that service. The reason they're making money off that service is people who want to play uh, Tetris 99 or play uh, Mario Kart or play. No one's signing up for that to play their SNES games again right and if they did and they I, signed I, up for one month and then they were like at least the snes games are snes games and they turned it off yeah <laughs> and and i think that that argument extends right to all of these systems like how many people are buying shoot i'm trying to think of like what's an obscure you know playstation one game or a really obscure n64 game you know like no one is buying konami's soccer 98 yeah. You know, or, or whatever, like Madden 2001. Yeah. You know, these kinds of games, like no one is buying those 
on any store. Like even if they brought them back out, no one would buy for the would pay for okay. these. Okay, I'm gonna flip it on its head and make Michael answer first, though. Okay. What if we're all geriatrics at Dave and Buster's five years from now, and we're all sitting around, and JJ's playing hoops, and you and I are sitting to drinking a beer, and across your phone comes uh, Valve is shutting down Steam. They'd store everything. How would we feel? I mean, is Valve shutting down Steam because they are replacing it with the next thing? Yeah, these the are, next they're thing, not, right? They're, like, they're not being gonna, shut down in a vacuum. Eh, I mean, for some people, it might feel like it was shut down in a vacuum. I don't think it make, makes much... It's not a so direct I, comparison. I, I right? will because... say this. If they're, if they're going to shut down, like if they decided to shut down Steam and move on to whatever it was, whether or not the new system will let you bring things over from the old system, just make it so that the old Steam still runs. That's all that I would need because I have all of the games already as long as the the client still runs or let me okay, run so, the game outside the client then it's just the same as having the having a physical media jj feel free to butt in here but here's the scenario valve says steam is no longer a product we are going to support because we're moving to uh smoke or whatever right (laughs) (laughs) there's a a free name for you valve you heard it here for liquid Uh hydrogen (laughs) dry ice smoke yeah dry ice uh because blah 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 uh, pc architecture has changed in the last 10 years and the steam platform was built to do this and that and the other thing uh we will no longer be supporting steam all games purchased through steam uh are, will be no not available or downloadable in your account on the smoke platform and uh, we won't support steam in the future so you know if you upgrade to a new pc or windows 28 uh we we you just won't have access to that stuff anymore so i and other people would be super pissed what's yeah. the difference so the difference is right uh two things number one Steam is still massively profitable for them. So that's like a straight up lie if they say that, right? Like Steam makes Valve billions of dollars a year. (laughs) Now, I am sure Sony is not making billions of dollars a year from the PS3 and PS Vita stores. No. No chance, right? Again, we're two generations beyond this, right? And the Vita didn't even last a whole generation, I don't think. But the Vita did come out. Uh, was out concurrent with PS4. There were times when Vita and PS4 games. Yeah, you could remote out. play on your PS4 to your Vita. Yes. Yep. So I fear, in theory, the I can still do that. If you're talking in terms of timelines, right? Like the Vita should be shut down last in theory. Sure. Uh, but that won't be how it works. But whatever. Who cares? So the the difference here is that like there is no fundamental change in PC hardware. I guess yet. Maybe they decide that we need to move to 128-bit crypto processors or something yeah, in the well, future, and that all computers Steam will not work anymore. Right? Uh, so Smoke will work on uh, NFTs, so all games will be NFTs, and your computer will have to mine the encryption key each time you buy a game. Oh, see, so now I object to it on moral grounds then. Like, now I don't even have to have a discussion about the horrible business practice. I can just object to it on the fact that it's destroying the planet. That's like a great easy Oh, one my for God. Me. Did you read this story, Michael? 
uh which one about uh about bitcoin just bitcoin bitcoin mining takes more power than all the solar panels on the globe yes i saw this the the yeah not only is the idea of a digital currency with wildly fluctuating values asinine at this point in time but you can't even do it without bankrupting an entire nation's worth of power i mean the problem here is the market attached to it right nothing there's really nothing wrong with the idea behind it cryptographically or in terms of the usefulness of the thing the problem is that people are using it as a way to generate money out of thin air essentially and doing that by stealing lots and lots and lots of power mostly yeah well especially from places where you can get power very cheaply like third world countries and really just like destroying their economy like brown outing whole towns because you're running 800 crypto cards or whatever like that's a thing that happens that is truly a thing that happens people should look that up uh yeah so ecologically opposed on this podcast the the point then is that like what is the use case for them moving on to smoke as opposed to using steam right like was his get over here sound for mortal Kombat just that sweet and they needed it oh, so I need bad to add that to my soundboard sound list <laughs> yeah, <Hold> you <laughs> should. I, yes yep. get over here for mortal Kombat is a really good one yeah i gotta hold on i'm getting a pen yeah, um, I mean, keep going wait, keep going Andy, if you wait four days you'll be able to, to pull that from the, the new movie yeah, I've heard maybe. Hmm. You know, uh, so it's going to I'm going to watch it. So. Is it going to be on HBO? Yes. It is. Maybe Day-day. it's finally maybe it's finally time to uh sign up for my HBO trial. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So but or Andrew, do you hold off and do it for Dune later this year? Shoot. Ooh. Uh I got two email addresses. Okay. I'm just saying that that's a thing cuz that is happening later this Dune, year also. Dune does sound good. I want to say it's I've yeah, big same. Uh, so I I will end up watching this stupid Mortal Kombat movie. I've heard it's not great, but I don't care. I'm in, uh, and I still have committed to watching Zack Snyder's Justice League cut, and I have not done it yet. I will, I promise. Uh, I did watch. We have a lot Batman on our versus list. Superman, though, we have a uh, lot on our list. I did that. Yeah. Well, you B- needed to BBS see it. DOJ UE. That was mm-hmm. the movie I saw. Uh, you know. The extra hour. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's like 45 minutes or something, but it, you know what? It makes the movie better. There's like reasons that the characters do things now instead of just randomly doing things for no reason. Get now you can argue. <laughs> you could argue if the reasons are good. They're probably not good, but you know, they at least the movie attempts to explain the reasoning why things happen. That's more than the theatrical cut did. Will Ferrell has stated my opinion. All right. Sorry. I disrupted this entire podcast. (laughs) What were we talking about? I don't even know anymore. (laughs) Smoke. Steam. Uh, Shutting down stores. Yeah. I think, though, the problem with the Steam issue, right? Like, if you download your PS3 games, right? and you keep your PS3 in working condition, those PS3 games will work as long as you own your PS3. The problem with a Steam game is that in 6, 8, 10 months' time, after a couple updates, if if Valve isn't there to poke these companies and say, you need to mess with your game because it's on our store and it's not working, uh, 
they're just going to fall off and then you won't be able to. So that does happen, right? Like when a new version of windows comes out, that will happen, right? If windows decides to go to windows 12 or 17 or whatever, and force everyone to upgrade again, which I'm skeptical that they will do at this point because they're giving windows 10 away for free to everyone. I really, I I honestly am with you. It seems like, uh, OS 10 and windows 10 are going to be the kind of going forward, uh, forever operating systems i don't know how much I, we'll see who knows i don't you know i can't can't predict the future god yeah knows. i mean unless nfts take over and they have to do something look, i don't know chip god chip knows. architecture will eventually change and then the operating systems will have to upgrade but until then uh yeah who they, knows likely they will try to stabilize the operating system market yeah here. yeah so it seems unlikely but it is the case that when windows 10 came out Everyone that had been using stuff on Windows 7 or yep, they all Windows broke. 8, Everything a broke. lot of stuff broke. And that's some stuff of that stuff was not ever fixed. And so it is the case that there are Steam games that are out there that could be in your library now, potentially, depending on you know how many games you own, that just don't run on the operating system you're currently using. Now, if you go back to Windows 7, somehow, VM or whatever. Compatibility mode. Run eh, compatibility mode, hit or miss sometimes, right? But yeah. If you did, right, it should work, and probably the game would run there. But are you going to, like, install a virtual machine and, like, get all that set up and stuff so you can play, you know, I don't know what, like, whichever old game it is that you have that you really wanted to run at? Crusader Kings 1. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know about that, man. So, like, I I, I understand the argument here. I mean, but this stuff happens, right? Like. I like I like that we're having this discussion because this stuff happens. I have discs of games that I love, right? And some of those games have been upgraded and resold. StarCraft, I have the disc originally because I can't... It's such a formative game for me that the disc is like a totem and it's in a closet. I'm never going to look at it or whatever. But I can't install that game. It will not install off of that CD. Same thing with no, Mech no Warrior yeah. or anything else that we liked as kids. Unless they get re-released through GOG or something else... They're just not going to run. So, like, game preservationists, I think, have a lofty goal and a right goal, I think. Uh, but they have to... I You also have to live in reality, which says that digital pr- pr- programs, a lot of them become vapor because they just can't function anymore. And I think that they're not... You know, these people aren't saying that everything must always... I mean, they would like it, I think, if that was the case. But you are right that eventually they nothing they can't save everything. There just aren't a enough people that care about it that deeply, and b because like the if this was so important to so many people, companies there would be monetary value in it, right? Yeah, and companies down in the first place wouldn't be doing this in the first place. The reason it happens is because the number of people that care about it deeply is very small, and. You know, we just happen to intersect with those group of people in, you know, various ways and different levels. So, well, you're also you're also looking at what proliferation has done, right? The the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Super Nintendo, they have a finite amount of games, uh, unless you're talking about ROM hacks and all that sort of stuff, which we're not going to talk about. But they have a finite amount of games, right? And they have a dedicated audience. And so ROMing those games, creating emulators for those games, and even selling $600 pieces of hardware to play those games is a profitable business model because it has an, a somewhat achievable solutions, right? Like you, there's an, only so many of these things. There's more if you count some of the Japanese released games, but 
it's it's doable when you get to the ps3 era and the pc and all this there's just no way the proliferation is too high well and that you know speaks to the fact that games have gotten more popular as the years have gone on right like there were less people that played a nintendo than played a super nes then played a ps2 then played a wii then played a switch you know it's not a straight like ascending line but the market for games as a whole has increased you know as on 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 a going upward line through all those years mm-hmm. and so you know at some point there are just too many people that are involved to you know explore these things on a very narrow level like that right okay I I think that my smoke argument doesn't hold entire water because it's not comparable to the current situation, but it's it's an eventuality. Also, I believe Valve at one point said that if that if they do ever shut Steam down completely, they would publish the keys or whatever so that you download the game and then unlock it for free running on your computer forever at that point. So Yeah, one would hope, right? Yeah. One would hope. Okay. Uh I'm working my way back through all these conversations we've had. JJ, what have you been shooting? Um, bears. <laughs> Wait, robotic bears? No, no. So did you know that bears uh, can see you when you're hunting them? Uh, and if they see you pointing a gun at them, they can jump out of the way of your bullets. Uh, the first thing makes some sense. The second thing, uh, Michael, have you ever seen a bear jump uh, out of a bullet? Uh, not a not a real bear <laughs> a I mechanical mean, bear yes okay. <laughs> but also i don't have bullets i have a bow and arrow so oh it's oh, e- so that's see, a lot easier to uh mm-hmm. yeah okay so, some velocity differences there for sure um <laughs> so i've been playing uh i've still been playing yakuza 5 uh remastered on the pc and um i raced taxis for a long time uh that was pretty fun uh, because the taxi racing minigame was fun and um, you could play the Daytona USA soundtrack over it. So that was great. Um, so I did that for a while. And then as the story moved on, the character that was racing taxis eventually uh, is part of the story finished. And I was controlling another character who eventually got stranded in the mountains during a blizzard. Uh, and you had to hunt food to survive in this small hunting village in somewhere in Northern Japan. And so, you know, you, you rely on these local people to give you, you know, some cold weather gear cause you didn't have any and they give you a hunting rifle because you need it. And uh, you get to go out and trap game and hunt deer and so forth uh, in, in the Yakuza game. <laughs> uh, and uh, one of the, you know, eventually the, you learn that the town is being menaced by the god of the mountain, Yama Oroshi, a giant bear. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. And the bear is like, you know, starting to attack people, getting all violent and whatnot. And there's a whole thing behind it. Uh, you can play the game and find out. But uh, you hunt bears. <laughs> and it, as you're aiming down your gun, you know, it, it is kind of minigame ish in that the way like Yakuza has a lot of different kinds of minigames. It's not like the same kind of you don't have gun combat in these games the same way you do like the the punching and kicking combat. Okay. So as you're aiming down the sights of this gun to try to shoot the bear, if the bear sees you aiming at it, it like 
goes into alert mode and like if you shoot it will jump out of the way <laughs> and wow. so they tell they so they in the tutorial they tell you if this happens you have to wait until the bear charges you and then shoot it in the face <laughs> and it, like all these animals if you headshot them they drop at once right but if you don't headshot them they will the bear will jump on you and maul you wow uh tis a silly game <laughs> tis it sounds very much tis yeah wow. but, the hunting game is very silly um but also fun wonderful oh man i hmm, okay i just was wondering i didn't get to ask but it, did you did you ever play crazy taxi oh yeah that's a great game okay how much was the the game the taxi game like crazy taxi so the controls are a little more stiff i would say than crazy crazy taxi felt like you're sliding all over the road all the time I you just, know, and you're like i want a new version of that game and i'm wondering if this is for me <laughs> so i think what you want is grand theft auto no Hmm. really game is game has a lot of driving around of cars and slamming into stuff all the time okay i think if people had a suggestion for a new version of crazy taxi they should send it in yeah this this game is uh the taxi missions in yakuza 5 are hilarious because while there are some where you race like you go onto the freeway and you like you're trying to beat this street racing gang by beating them in a taxi to demoralize them okay uh I mean, that checks out, right? If you're like a hot street racer and you got beat by a dude in a taxi, you'd probably be pretty upset I'd quit. about it. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be yeah. really mad. Uh, but the other missions, the like non-racing missions, are straight up you like show up to pick up a passenger and then have to drive safely around the town or they get mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to turn on your blinkers. You have to like watch the pedestrians, stop at the lights, like all that stuff. Wow. And, you know, meanwhile, you're carrying on the conversations with the passengers and stuff. Sure. It. It's uh, it's very fun. I enjoyed those taxi <laughs> missions quite a bit. Wow. Wow. All right. If you know of a crazy taxi game that's not on iOS or Android, because, well, you know what? I have that controller hooked up to my phone. It could be even that, too. Where would you send it? You could send those to podcast at wewergamers.com, and we will uh, take a look at those, because that actually sounds pretty fun. I haven't played Crazy Taxi in a long time. I would... Give me consider a, doing that. I don't know why. When you said taxi game, I got a nostalgia hit. Michael, did you did you play Crazy Taxi? I remember Crazy Taxi, but I don't think I ever played it. Uh, was it only on Dreamcast? Maybe that's why. I think it came out originally on Dreamcast. Was it an arcade game? It, they had an arcade seat for it. I don't know if they had if it came first. I'm pretty Maybe sure I played it. I play, I've played that game at like a Dave and Buster's. Or oh, something. I guarantee you they had an arcade version. Uh, we don't do research on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure but I'm, it was a Dreamcast from, game. From my memory, my brain says same time arcade and Dreamcast are yeah. were released. Um, that's that my guess cool. because I remember playing it on the Dreamcast in like, oh my gosh, it would have been pre or in high school. So like 2000, 2001. And I was going to arcades in 2001, 2002, so it had to have been like right before then, because it was out in arcades by 2002 for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's off the top of my head. No, that sounds right. Anyway, 
if you know more about it or you have an option, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. We are at We Were Gamers on Twitter and on Instagram and check us out. We Were Gamers on Facebook uh, and YouTube. You can search for us on there. We Were Gamers, all one word. Uh, and like and subscribe to our channel. It is actually extremely helpful to us, so please do that. I'm checking GOG right now. Andy, before we go, I, I have to call you out because oh, you no. gave me you gave me grief a month ago about how is does this anyone about peanut, to, peanut no. butter waffles no this i i am defended i am defended here i suggested the purchase of it and was shot down by my spouse <laughs> i am what now okay so he we gave didn't, me grief okay. he gave yeah, me grief for I going did. to knots and how I does did. anyone go to knots and not get a funnel cake okay but no hold on hold on entire day at knots on saturday no. and there was no funnel That's, cake eaten by andy that's not fair assessment of what i said the first time or what happened this time i was vindicated by the fact that there are special funnel cakes right now with boysenberry soft serve on them and so oh yeah i thought well i would like to get one of those and then my my wonderful spouse said she would rather have two different desserts and we didn't need three desserts Okay. That just seems wrong to me. I think you do need three desserts. I think maybe we should have (laughs) had three desserts. I considered purchasing one on my way out of the park. Okay, but you're right. You're right. I did not live up to... I didn't stand up for myself and say that I thought it was important to have the funnel cake. But I think you, you also didn't understand until you were there the difficulty of choosing from that menu. Well, since we have time, JJ... We still have so, a few minutes here. Uh, I looked this up already, so prepare to be sad. Uh, 1999 uh, arcade Crazy Taxi, first thousand. Okay. Dreamcast version. So followed okay. very shortly after, and then it eventually came to PlayStation Two and GameCube and PC and other places. I think, if anything, Michael undersold the vastness of the food menu. Yeah, it was. It's big. It's. It's impossible. I was so full. I was so full. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even use. So out of 16, because we took our kids tickets, I guess you would call them or items or whatever. We used five for drinks. Because we yeah. got like a like a regular non-alcoholic drink, too. So that's only 11 split amongst four people. And I was still didn't eat dinner that night. Yeah, they don't skimp. When when Stephanie and I went, you know, low these many months ago, uh, it was yeah, similarly there were two of us. We didn't use we used some on like drinks and stuff, so like we got but we were getting alcohol, so you know that. But also we had both we barely ate breakfast. And we had lunch and dinner completely within the park before we left. And we were extremely full by the end. Wow. Wow. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a lot. I don't know how they do it.
I'm getting full just thinking about it again. <laughs> good stuff. All right. I'm going to yeah. download that Horizon game right now. Turn it on my PlayStation. Yeah, Kyle, do it. already downloaded. Oh, it's such a good game. You guys need so to play you're it. Waiting. I don't know. I, no, I'm going to I'm gonna force myself to finish FF12 next. That's yeah, fine. do that. Do that first, for sure. I'm going to do that. I, I set it up. Okay, how much... Oh, man. I see this green update-ready arrow in the top corner of Discord, and I'm afraid. Don't do it. All right, All right I got to bounce, guys. Peace. All right. Have a good, good one. to chat with you, you, bud. Guys next week. Good Have a good to one. chat with you. Um,